Welcome to Mindfully Sovereign, the podcast that invites you to reclaim your feminine self-authority and unleash the abundance within. My name is Safa, I am your host, and I'm here to help guide you past your limiting beliefs and into the heart of your unwavering and undeniable power. This podcast is all about reclaiming your feminine self-authority, learning the art of self-seduction, and awakening your inner goddess so that you can become an aligned match to your most abundant life yet. So grab a cup of tea, get cozy and get ready to become mindfully sovereign. Hello, hello, happy Monday and welcome back to mindfully sovereign, beautiful soul. I'm so excited for today's conversation and just like the boundaries talk, you're going to see a lot of the things we've been talking about get woven through every aspect of this particular topic, which is one of heightened importance in our lives as sovereigns of our lives. And really what this conversation comes down to is what that mindful sovereignty looks like in our lives in a very real and proactive sense. But okay, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So the topic at hand today is that of choice. And what I mean by this is the choice that we make when we show up for ourselves from a place of sovereignty, from a place of love, from a place of authority, from a place of ownership. And with that beautifully honed sense of self-importance that allows us to embody the aspect of the main character in our own stories. This is the choice that makes the difference between a day that feels very much at the effect of, or even a relationship that feels at the effect of, and one that feels completely supported by your own unwavering and undeniable authority in the matter. Choice is the tool that makes the difference between feeling like a victim or feeling like the whole universe is against you. And the realization that you are the one that holds the key to change absolutely everything. And that doesn't mean that you have to be perfect in the choosing of something. Your capacity to sit with every aspect of who you are in this moment as it shows up for you is actually, in fact, what is going to give you the deepening of this choosing. And so what I mean by that is when you wake up in the morning and you feel all out of sorts, maybe you're carrying some sort of dread or fear or pain or heartache or hell, maybe you're just feeling tired from the night before, whatever it is that you carry that makes you feel weighted, like very heavy and dense as you wake up in the morning, this is the first instance where you're going to experience the choice of your sovereignty in your life in a very real, palpable way. And at no point is this going to demand perfection from you. In as much as, no, you don't have to wake up on the quote-unquote right side of the bed every morning. You don't have to put on a smile as soon as you wake up. You don't have to sing campy little songs or journal until you make yourself feel better. Like, you don't have to journal positive thought things (laughs) until you make yourself feel better. No, this is all about showing up with and for yourself exactly as you are. So you wake up in the morning, you're not feeling great. 
great. What is showing up for you in that moment? Can you give voice to it? Can you give texture to it? Can you tell the narrative, the story, the tale of it to yourself, for yourself, understanding the whole time that A, this is just a story. It doesn't hold any real weight or any real capacity for factual expression in your day-to-day and b that now that you've gotten to know this you have a choice and that's what's going to make all of the difference for you because yes you can wake up on the wrong side of the bed you can wake up feeling angry tired depleted all the things that we've talked about and get to know those things very clearly and ask yourself who do i want to be From this point on, with this, even if it feels heavy, even if it feels insurmountable at this moment, can I recognize my own gravitas? Can I recognize and sink my teeth into my own importance in this situation? And can I remind myself of my true worth, my true value, my true essence? It's not going to automatically change the thing, mind you. I'm not saying that the second you do this, you're going to go from crappy mood to excellent mood. That would be a lie. But what it does do is it opens the door to possibility of more for yourself. It opens the door to the pathway that leads to the choice that is going to then allow you to remember who you are and then to choose who you get to be throughout your day for yourself with all of this in your spectrum of reality. Another way to phrase this could be, okay, I wake up and this is how I am feeling. Now that I recognize this, who do I want to show up as and how do I want to feel in my day from this point on? Because the truth of the matter is, a lot of times we actually actively choose to make ourselves feel more and more and more miserable. And listen, I am not the person to say that you have to stay high vibe or that you have to find a way to calibrate to the next level of expression on this energetic field so that you don't stay in a negative state. Like, I don't think that that works. As a matter of fact, I'm someone who firmly believes in the depth and the power and the presence of showing up for yourself in the dark spaces with deep presence and deep surrender and deep honesty, which is just another way of saying, I believe in showing up for yourself like the dark femme that you are with that power, with the ability to resurface, to resurge, to really become that phoenix by going there. You have to remember, in order to become the phoenix alive, your first task at hand is to burn down and then from the ashes, which are not pretty and sparkly and full of rainbows and unicorns, from there, build yourself back up. So I'm not saying that the choice is in, oh, I feel awful because my heart is broken and now I'm going to find a way to obfuscate this or to push it away or to pretend that it's not there and make make myself believe that I'm better by reciting positive affirmations or pretending because the more I pretend, the more I become. No, not at all. I don't believe that is true. 
What I am inviting you to do is to choose to show up with all of this. Maybe you're feeling a little heavy today. Maybe you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders and you are not in a very good emotional space. Well, firstly, the emotion will be what the emotion is and I promise you the emotion will pass. Too often we forget that an emotion is not our whole being. We even phrase it this way, right? We will say things like, I'm, I'm happy, I'm sad. And so our mind subconsciously believes that there is an identity tied to this expression of sensation, of feeling. And so before we know it subconsciously, we are believing that we really are the physical embodiment of sadness or anger or happiness or joy, whatever it is that we're saying that we are, I am, we start believing we truly are. When in reality, an emotion, even a very positive emotion like elation or happiness or joy is only transitory. Your emotion isn't going to last exactly the same, in the same frequency, in the same range, in the same quality, and in the same spots of your body even forever. It's just not. Because emotions work like fluid. They work like water. They move like rivers and oceans. They pour on through and they back offshore. They move through stones and they keep going. And so whatever that emotion is bringing for you, it isn't permanent, even when it may feel like you've been in that same range of emotion for days on end or months on end or weeks on end. I promise you the feeling, the emotion is not actually permanent and it is not your identity at all. And so what you get to do is first, we distinguish you from the emotion, from the feeling, from the thought, from the thing, and say, I am experiencing sadness, I am feeling joy, I am in presence of overwhelm. But we make that distinction between you and the feeling, the emotion, the sensation. And then having made that distinction, we choose. So again, this is, I wake up in the morning and I am experiencing a good amount of anger because this happened yesterday and it didn't feel resolved and now I feel dense and heavy and I feel like there's a pit in my stomach. Okay, you can experience all of this in very real, tangible ways. And give yourself the opportunity to choose for yourself just in which way you are going to show up for yourself as sovereign of your life. That is mindful sovereignty in action through the choice. And sometimes it's something really simple and seemingly innocuous like just the way that you're dressed. You can wake up become very fully aware of what you are experiencing in this moment, how you are feeling, and ask yourself, what expression of myself do I want to bring into this day? How do I want to feel? I may be feeling icky right now, but what I really want to feel is delectable expansion and power. And I want to feel like I can take up space today and I can take on 
everything that I have to take on without falling into the trap that I've got to dismiss or ignore or push aside what it is that I am actually sitting with in this moment. And so, okay, I'm going to wear those red pants today with like a leather jacket and that'll help me tether this in. I know it sounds silly at first, but think about it. It's the smallest little thing, but the choosing of it is changing the quality and the tonality of the day in a very energizing, self-authoritative, healing way, rather than a very dismissive, my emotions are too much, or even, ugh, everything terrible always happens to me, my life sucks kind of way. So the proactive way of reframing what it is that you are experiencing in real time through your personal sovereignty requires that you become a very deep courtier, like someone who is courting the mastery of your mindful sovereignty through your ownership, your accountability, your boundary setting, your main character energy mindset, your willingness to seduce yourself, your life, your heart, your partner, your day-to-day, every single aspect, every single area, it's all in your very capable and magnificently magic hands. This is all in your purview. It's in your wheelhouse. You have the capacity to do this because you are doing it constantly. You have, in fact, been in the way of doing this, the choosing of this, for a very long time in your life. It's just that, as with most things related to the unconscious and the subconscious mind, you just don't know that you're doing this. You're doing the choosing in autopilot. And a lot of times what happens is that choosing is coming from a place of disconnect with self. It's coming from a neural transmitter that has gotten used to connecting to another neural transmitter based off one impulse. And so you've just gotten really good at doing, being in the act of doing the same thing over and over again and choosing the same thing over and over again. This is where patterns come from. So you may be stuck in a pattern of disempowerment. You may be in a toxic relationship or maybe you're just in a pattern of holding, you know, where you start to get a little bit of momentum and then you hold and you pause and you wait and you procrastinate. Or you find yourself in a reactive pattern with your parents or with your spouse or with your children or with your family or even with the people that are a part of your team at your business. But you're choosing it every single one of those venues with all of those people and all of those moments through all of those dynamics you are constantly choosing who you are going to be as you move through that situation and with those people and the way in which you are going to move through those things in your life for yourself and a lot of times Scientifically, 99% of the time you are choosing in that autopilot response, which means the choice is to just do the default setting. And what happens when you do that is you believe you're just at the effect of. And so the choosing doesn't feel like a choice. It just feels like a knee-jerk reaction. 
when your choice starts to make the most amount of impact in your life is when you bring your full attention to it and give it your deepest level of devotion. When you become devoted to asking of yourself where you are at with something, what you believe about it, what feels a certain way in your body, in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit about or around it, and give yourself that opening. Open that door to the choice, to the path that is then going to propel you somewhere different because of your choosing. That is when everything starts to change. And trying to get to that place of choosing when we are not recognizing the level of importance that we have in our lives is very difficult. When we see ourselves as tiny and insignificant and easily dismissed, remembering that we are sovereign of our lives and in our lives just becomes very unattainable. It becomes very challenging. And what that does is that the choosing then does not bear the same weight. The choosing then gets a little bit of interference. It's like tuning onto a radio station on AM, for example, and driving through somewhere that causes interference with that station. And so then all of a sudden you're hearing your music, but also somehow someone else's conversation. And it just becomes very jumbled and annoying and confusing. And it's just hard to sit with. This is then... A very similar situation with your personal choosing in your life. It's very difficult to choose from a place of personal sovereignty when you believe yourself at the effect of the things in your life. It's also very difficult to choose from a place of sovereignty when you've attached very heavy meaning to the expectation and the idea of what it should feel like to have a very particular outcome at any given point in time. What this looks like is assigning a very heavy meaning to the thought process of as long as. That is to say, yes, I can remember that I am an incredible sovereign of my life. I can be the main character as long as things are working for me the way that I want them to. And when they don't, the choosing of my sovereignty, the choosing of what is best for me, the choosing of my authority, the choosing of my ownership, the choosing of my boundaries, the choosing of my self-expression, the choosing of my taking up space are compromised because I no longer believe that I am deserving of this and I feel abandoned and I believe that I am actually choice less because I'm once again at the effect. And here's the proof. I didn't sell this program or I wasn't able to find the love of my life. Even after 50 billion dates on the dating apps, whatever it is, the second you start hyper fixating on the lack of something and start believing that all of your power has been siphoned away, because as long as has crumbled to pieces, the choice is no longer clear. And the choice a lot of times reverts back to its old patterning, its old subconscious wavelength, right? It's, it's normalcy of 
default setting. This has happened. Therefore, I am now going to cry my eyes out and down a bag of chips and do absolutely nothing and believe that I am worthless and nothing is good and nothing good is ever going to happen to me and the universe is against me and manifestation is bull and everybody else has been trying to feed me lies, but really life sucks. And so the choosing is to go down that spiral. Believe it or not, that is a choice that you are making. You are choosing to go down that spiral and believe that you are completely and utterly just at the effect, just one more character in a story that does not talk about you getting tossed around from one side to the other, just getting pushed around and there's nothing that you can do about it. And the choosing is that you are going to continue to believe that there is nothing you can do about it and to allow things to just toss you around because you're as long as bubble burst. And so now the choosing is to quit. Every single day throughout different moments in that day, we have the ability to choose again and again and again and again. And the most important part of that is that we have the ability to choose better. You can choose better for yourself no matter what at any given point in time. And this doesn't mean dismiss what you are feeling or pretend that you are happy even though you are miserable. The choosing of better will in fact sometimes ask for you to sit with that. Your heart is broken. Grieve. You are angry beyond belief, go to a rage room. Let some of that rage out and let yourself feel and experience it fully without trying to taper it off or pretend that it's a little bit less of what it is just because you think it's going to make other people uncomfortable. Just forget all that. The choosing of your power, of your sovereignty, the choosing again, the redirect, the changing of those neural transmitters, the stopping of the subconscious rigmarole, the thing that is going to put you at the helm of everything is also going to ask for you to be very open, present, clear, vulnerable, and understanding of where you are at in this moment. And if in this moment your heart is broken and you just want to cry, cry until the emotion has poured on through and journal it out and say what you need to say and sing the sad songs and then remember This is all moving through you. There is an end to this. And now choose. You felt all of this. Okay, great. It expressed itself. You found some clarity at the end of the tunnel, or you might feel like you haven't yet. And still, you can now ask, who are you going to be in your life from this point on, how do you want to feel now? The choosing is the thing that allows you to thread it through, to anchor it down, to recognize it, and to choose again. 
And some days we don't make the best decisions. We don't make the best choices because they take us way, 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 way off course. And I would even venture to say that even at the times when the choosing doesn't seem optimal, it still is optimal because you then get a new choice from that point on. You took a detour. Now there's a choice. You can get back on that freeway. You can get back on that road. You can get back on your feet. You can get back on that horse. What is the choosing? And it's in your very capable hands. No one else is going to come and do the choosing for you. No one is going to come and show you the ropes in that sense. No one is there to rescue you. It's not anybody else's job but yours to show up for yourself and choose for yourself. It's not an easy thing to do. It can feel scary. It demands a lot of presence and it asks for you to show up consistently, to be committed to your growth, to your process, to your truth, to have a lot of tenderness, to recognize that just because you listened to your choosing, you are not guaranteed the outcome that you expect. And to be okay with that and to sit with the duality of it all and with the reality of it all. A lot of times in conversations with clients, I laugh a little bit because I understand this because I feel this too, but I laugh a little bit in the conversations that are, Safa, I followed my intuition. I chose what was best for me from a place of sovereignty. And I knew that this was it. This was going to be the best, most optimal for my highest self-decision possible. And it exploded in my face and it ended awfully and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Did I mess up? Am I mistaken? Am I somehow disconnected from my intuition? Am I really that bad at choosing that I cannot see? And the thing is, no, it's none of that. It's that you're choosing your intuition, your inner knowing, your movement, your creation, you're displacing yourself through this day-to-day in your life doesn't guarantee the outcome that you think is owed you just because you listened, just because you tuned in, you were all in, you were completely involved in your sovereignty, in your majesty, in your understanding, in your devotion, in your self-love, in your self-care, your self-importance, and you chose and it still didn't work out the way that you wanted it to, that doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. You were just not owed the outcome you expected. You received the medicine that was there for you from the beginning. And I am so not the person to say everything happens for a reason because I do find it to be very spiritually, mentally, and emotionally dismissive. What I like to say is yes and. Yes, you chose for yourself and It brought you value because you learned and it sucked and it hurt and it very well could just have been crap. I'll tell you a story. A few years after I decided that I was going to devote myself to feminine embodiment and life coaching, I found myself doing something so curious and it's something that we get into when it comes to our dynamics with money, with relationships, with finances, with business and it was this, I was doing really well. 
I was in a state of flow and abundance and I was so excited and I was getting momentum and then I freaked myself out. And I freaked myself out so badly that I hired a coach to work with that I just knew, like my gut was like, yep, this is the right move. They're going to teach me how to automate this and that and how to put this system in place and that system in place. And it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to just really have the ability to serve as many people as I want to on a daily basis. This is going to be great. It was certain. I took that decision in my full sovereignty. I made the large financial investment with clarity and I was devoted to the process and I showed up and I learned a lot about myself in that container. I learned a lot about resiliency. I learned to ask a lot of questions of my heart of what I really wanted my medicine to be for the women I serve in this world. I learned a lot of what the beauty of my divorce had been like and what that tells me about the things that I can teach people about toxic relationships. And I learned about the things that I don't want to do and about the things that I am not and that I don't want to be a part of. And I learned a lot about that because the situation was awful. The toxicity and the environment that I was in was palpable. I mean, even my husband was just like, oh, Lord, what did I just hear that person say? It just, it, it was a very awful environment to be in. And I chose to lean in and learn from it. And I chose to acknowledge that there was a lot of psychological trauma that I underwent from going through that. And I got to choose again for myself, for my clients, for the things that I do, for my offerings. And so I've grown a lot through it. And I can still say that was crap. It was absolute crap. And so I tell you that story so that you know. And so that you see that there is this beauty in your choosing. Despite the fact that there is no guarantee of the outcome. Because we, I know that we want that, that thing, that stamp that says, okay, you followed your choice, you followed your intuition, you followed your sovereignty, you were sure, you were certain, you did the thing, you did it in power, and I promise you, here's your certified stamp that everything is going to be the most amazing thing that you ever experienced ever in your life, and this is going to be the perfect outcome, the outcome that you dreamt up, that you wanted, it's going to be perfect. I know that we want that stamp. I know, I get it, I've been there, I've longed for it with like saliva, right, pouring down my my mouth. I know what that feels like. I know what that sense of desperately wanting that promise feels like. And I also recognize that that stamp is illusory and that it's okay for it to not exist and that it's okay for that choosing to yield differently than I expected. Because even when that happens, my choosing for the next part, my choosing for who I get to be when this has crumbled down, if I want to look at it that way, is in my hands. The situation was shit. Great. Who am I going to be in the face of this? 
how am I going to show up for myself? Am I going to bury my head in the sand and just say, life is awful, that was awful, I'm never going to do anything like that ever again, I'm never going to trust myself again, I was stupid to think that I could do this. I mean, really, why did I think that the universe was going to cooperate? Why did I think that this was going to be the thing to do when I know better because nothing ever works for me? Am I going to do that? Which is fully in my purview, by the way. Like, it's it. I'm well within my right to choose to do that, and it doesn't make me a terrible, horrible, awful, like, useless person. I'm still as worthy and as valuable and as important and as amazing as I am if I choose to do that than if I don't. But the choice is what makes the difference. Because if I choose to not... If I choose to show up and say, oof, okay, that hurt, that sucked, I'm going to sit with the grief, I'm going to recognize when the little bits of trauma come up, I'm going to have conversations with them, I'm going to move alongside with them, and I'm going to keep choosing better for myself and keep choosing to expand and keep choosing to believe and keep choosing to put one foot in front of the other, then that has made the biggest difference in the world for me. And it has come from a place of mindful sovereignty, so crystal clear that that contingency, that that as long as doesn't bear weight anymore. Because I choose as long as, okay, great, that didn't go the way that I wanted it to. And I keep walking. That was absolute shit, and I keep choosing. That was absolutely amazing, and I keep choosing next. What else? What else is going on? This manifestation came through, and it was perfect, and it was amazing, and it was everything that I dreamt it was ever going to be, and I'm so happy, and I'm so exuberant, and I'm going to choose the next. What's next? What's more? More, more, more. Not in like a greedy way, but I know there's a next chapter because my book is not finished yet. So what's next? The choosing. The choosing is what brings that freedom through and what anchors you down to the most wonderfully free and available and radiant and exuberant and expansive version of your highest self possible. We talk about abundance a lot in our day-to-day lives. We want to be and feel abundant in love, in money, in health. And yet so many of us walk around and spend our times walking around in the choosing of lack and disconnect and poverty. A lot of us even have that financial wealth but find ourselves choosing complete and utter poverty because we're stuck committed to lack. And a lot of us may not have the millions and billions and trillions financially in the bank, but we walk in abundance in the choosing of expansion and wealth, and we are wealthy beyond measure. It's the same for relationships. I could have chosen to believe that there was something absolutely rotten, broken, and just awful about me, and that that was the reason why I ended up in a toxic marriage for over 12 freaking years. I could have chosen to just throw in the towel. I could have chosen to stay in that relationship Despite the fact that I was miserable and rotten and all these, I could have chosen to stay or I could have chosen to break free, which is exactly what I did. 
And then in that choosing, I could have still chosen to see myself as a monster. I could have chosen to see myself as poor little Safa. Now she's out there all on her own and no one is ever going to love her. And how is she ever going to do anything with her life? And how I could have chosen to do that. Or what I did was the choosing of the expansion of the most amazing life possible, knowing deep within my heart that I am worthy of love and I am worthy of it all. And I am so incredibly grateful I did because that choosing didn't just open the door to the most amazing relationship now with my new husband. But it also opened the door to friendships, to connection with my family in a way that I never even thought possible. It opened the door to a whole new venue in my business. This is when I made the transition from just teaching yoga and just teaching about the divine feminine sort of in secret to delving deeper into helping women change their relationships to self. And then to expanding that out of just nutrition to what I do today, which is this feminine embodiment piece, this mindful sovereignty, this self-seduction aspect of the work that I do. So it's in the choosing. Who are you choosing to show up as in your day, every single moment of your day, when things go bad, when things go good, when things are hard, when things are amazing, when you're exuberant, when you're tired, every single part of that beingness, that livingness of your life brings with it the possibility for the choice and that choosing is what sets you apart as a mindful sovereign of your life. And the decision is in your hands consistently. What do I feel in this moment? What is my choice? What is my conversation with this feeling? What is my conversation with this thought process? Where am I sifting that through in my life? And who am I going to choose to be from this moment on? Because I want to feel like this throughout my day. Even as I sit with this discomfort, even as I sit with this joy, even as I sit with all of this, I want to feel this way today and therefore fill in the blank, the choices, the choices, the choices, the choices. You know, what's actually really interesting too, that in the realm of the feminine, because of how often the feminine is quieted down and pushed to the side and dismissed and abused and just treated like non-essential, how often we struggle with choices, with choosing. How often do you find yourself caught between a rock and a hard place and your nervous system is literally flaring up as if you were getting chased down the street by a lion because you don't know what to do? What do I choose? Chinese or sushi? <gasps> oh, look. Oh, I have no idea. This is terrible. I'm a terrible person. I can't choose. I have no idea. You choose. You make the decision for me. You save me. Because I can't. I can't do this. And that bit, of course, comes with a lot of nuance because for those of us, myself included, who've experienced trauma, 
who hold CPTSD from constant, many, like, ongoing years of repeated trauma. This is something that actually in your brain structure has changed, and therefore it is a difficult thing to do to do that choosing. It's not easy. It has a lot to do with healing your nervous system, recalibrating the way that you move through your thoughts in your day. It has a lot to do with really deep healing stuff that I am not really talking about in this moment in that particular arena. That field is very deep. That is something that goes so broad. We need probably a month to just sift through that alone, just that conversation of where the trauma is in a somatic way, in a psychological way, etc. So I'm not specifically talking about that. I want to make that very clear. I am talking about the decisions, the choices that we are making when it doesn't really have to do with that trauma sense, but when it has rather to do with the sense that, oh, I can't because if I make the wrong decision, everything is going to crumble to pieces and it's all going to be my fault and I'm not going to be good enough and therefore I am exactly the monster that I thought I was all along and I'm the one that's going to let everybody down because everybody's lives resides, you know, or rests on top of my shoulders and it's up to me to make the decisions and so therefore I can no longer make the decisions because also I made decisions in the past that did not yield the expected results that I wanted them to deliver to me. And so therefore, nope, I am not going to make a decision about whether we are going to have Chinese food or pizza because that is better and then safer in someone else's hands because I am not capable of making this decision and I feel like crap anyway, so I am not going to answer this question. So therefore, the choosing is not up to me. It has to be up to someone else. Someone outside of me has to be sovereign of me in order for me to make a decision about this. Or in business, am I going to hire this person to work on my team? Well, gee, I don't know. I need to ask my business coach and see what they think. Or in life, am I going to take the plunge and start dating again? I don't know. I have to ask my, my, my life coach. I have to ask and see what they say. Not at all. Like that is not the point of support. Support is there to help guide to ask the things that you might not be able to ask because you're too close to the subject at hand to observe you as you make your choosing in your sovereignty for what is going to be to the highest good of your life, of your space, of your spirit, of your everything through and with and by and for your very capable hands and self and being. But it's not about allocating that choice to something or someone outside of you. It's not about gifting this to something, some force that has the ultimate say above you. This is about you making the choice. You choose and you keep choosing and you choose again. And if you think that you chose wrong, you choose again and again and again. You choose for yourself, for your greatest good. You choose because you believe that you are worthy of receiving, because you believe that you are worthy of the investment of your time, of your thought, of your love, of your process, of your devotion, of your shifting in your paradigms. You choose because you are worthy of the choice. You choose because you are the sovereign of your life and you choose for yourself time and again. 
This is what helps you attune to that radical living, to that radical self-expansion, to that radical taking up space, to that radical accountability and ownership and boundary setting and all the things we have been talking about. This mindful sovereignty is an act of radical self-love. It is a deep act of defiance. It is a rebellious love story in the making for you because you deserve it. You deserve the best. You deserve the most amazing, the most wonderful, the most radiant, the everything. And your choosing every single day delineates the steps, even if things are not guaranteed, because your choosing is so important that it obliterates the as long as And it allows you to crown yourself sovereign of your life day in and day out, no matter what. And we can put aside the silly stress of, no, I don't want to make this decision. You make this decision for me. And the small things and the big things. We can put away the belief that I woke up feeling like shit. And so therefore the rest of the day is going to be shit. Nope. And we can put away the belief that, oh, I don't feel good, but I have to force myself to do this because I don't force myself to do this. Then I'm a crap person and I need to pretend that this is going to be good and I just have to make myself. No, 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 no. You choose a life of yes and. You choose a life where your grief is as valid as your joy, as valid as your anger, as valid as every single thing that you are experiencing and every single one of those cycles in your life are valid. Some cycles are about rest and pause and breath and hibernation and internal healing and some cycles are about action and movement and pouring forth. There is an ebb and a flow to this life. Things are not just one note all the time. And through every single wave, you get to choose. And to me, there's nothing more beautiful nor more challenging at the same time than that choosing. But I also know how deeply worth it it is. So think about that. Watch yourself tomorrow when you wake up in the morning and you ask What do I want this day to be like? Who do I want to be? What do I want to feel like? What is this thing that I'm inviting into my life? What is this choice that I am making? And then can I lean into it with presence and with sovereignty and releasing the expectation of the outcome to be a certain way because I just know that I am choosing for myself and that is all that matters right now. And right now is all I have. Do that and see what changes. See what comes up. And learn from your seasons of life, of your heart, of your body, of your mind, of your business, of your friendships, of your relationships. Learn every single thing in your life has seasons. And we can talk more about that on the next episode. Now, I am going to be taking off the last couple of weeks of the year take a break, enjoy my family time, enjoy the holidays, and I will be back with Mindfully Sovereign in January. 
So this is our official wrap up of season one. I'm so excited and I'm so grateful to have been able to share this time with you. Season two is going to be amazing. I'm actually going to be bringing in some special guests from time to time to join me to expand our conversations around mindful sovereignty. So this is going to be amazing. I can't wait. And the live Q&A's are going to be just getting better and better. So come back, tune in. And get ready to start this new year from a place of choosing, choosing for yourself. Choose what this year, what this story gets to tell. What is the story of this new year for you? What is your choice for it? And I cannot wait to hear from you. Remember that you can always reach out to me at your soulful goddess on Instagram or just email me directly info at your soulful goddess. The website is your soulful goddess, of course. And I am here. And if you ever just want to be like, wow, that episode, I learned this and I just wanted to DM you and tell you or email you and tell you or hey, I would love to get to talk to you and get to know more about the work that you do. And I want to develop my inner sense of sovereignty and really hone in my self-seduction skills. So let's work one-on-one. Then yeah, I am here for you. I am here for you in all of the ways. And I wish you nothing but beautiful choices and amazing sovereignty in every area of your life every single day. Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season and end of the year. And I will talk to you Next year, season two, so excited. Thank you again.